Perak Bey's Mishnah Gimel. Mishnah states, Ha'osa sukasa barosh ha'agala o barosh ha'sfina. See, so he made a sukkah on top of a wagon or on a boat. The Mishnah rules that even such a mobile sukkah k'shera is valid for halachas like the Rabbanan at the beginning of the Mesechta, that sukkah is supposed to be diras arai, a temporary type of structure. So even though obviously sukkah on top of a wagon or on a boat is not the most stable thing, but that's not a problem. The sukkah is not supposed to be super stable. The Mishnah adds, the sukkah itself is valid. V'olun la biyamtiv, be used throughout sukkahs, even on the days of yamtiv. It is even on the first day of sukkahs, which is yamtiv. And we'll see why the Mishnah mentions this. It's to contrast with this next ruling. And that is, if somebody constructed a sukkah, berosh ha'nilan, on top of a tree, or gabi gomol, on the back of a camel, he figured out how to somehow get up a sukkah on there. The halacha is ksheira. The sukkah itself is kosher. We can't go up and use it on yamtiv on the first day of sukkahs when the lamites malachas are forbidden, similar to the restrictions of Shabbos, because there is a shvus, a rabbinic decree of Shabbos and yamtiv that says. It's forbidden to make use of a tree or a living animal on Shabbos or Yom Tov. The Rabbana were concerned if somebody uses a tree on Shabbos, he might break off a branch. And similarly, if he rides an animal, he might break a branch off to spur it. And so it's forbidden to actually you know, go up in sukkah, that's in a tree, is your tree of sukkah, or sukkah on a camel, because by doing so, you're using the tree or animal. And so, practically speaking, on Yom Tev, can't use such a sukkah to fulfill your mitzvah, but you could use it on Cholomoed, even though the days of Cholomoed, the intermediate days, have certain restrictions, but there's no prohibition to use a tree or an animal, rather an animal on Cholomoed. So the sukkah could be used then. The mission now gets more specific as regards the sukkah treehouse. That is, the mission teaches us that a sukkah that's made in conjunction with a tree won't necessarily be forbidden to use even on Yom Tev itself. For it depends on whether the sukkah is actually being supported by the tree. And so, A sukkah has to have a minimum of three walls. If two of the walls rest on the tree, it's built literally in the tree, and the you know, floor section of the sukkah coming from those walls is supported by the tree as well. But one of the sukkah walls is man-made, meaning it's supported by the ground. It's a tall wall, that starts at the ground and goes all the way up to meet the other walls that are built in the tree. And that to a third, the other wall supports a part of the sukkah floor. So first of all, that case, or even if you have two man-made walls, again, walls that start from the ground. And we're talking about adjacent walls. And so these walls support a good portion of the sukkah floor as well. But one of the sukkah walls is built up in the tree. And the section of the floor attached to that wall is therefore supported by the tree. The Mishnah states that in this case we do apply the ruling stated earlier in the Mishnah, namely that Ksheira, Sukkah, you know, inherently is valid, but But you can't actually go up and fulfill the mitzvah by living in it on the first day of Sukkot on Yamtiv because of the rabbinic decree that again forbids one from using a tree on Yom Tiv. 
Whereas the Mishnah below will explain the litmus test to determine how we rule is if there would be no tree, would this sukkah remain standing? The answer to that question in both of these cases is a definite no. If you wouldn't have the tree, the sukkah would collapse. So that means when you're living in this sukkah, you're utilizing the tree. That's forbidden on Yom Tif. So you can't go up in either of the sukkahs described on Yom Tif. However, shalosh adam ba'achas bi'ilan, let's say we have a sukkah of four walls, and three of them are man-made. They are built from the ground up. So those walls, you know, fully support the floor. There's also a fourth wall which rests on the tree, and that too is attached to the floor, but you don't need that wall. If you would take away the tree which supports that fourth wall and the floor there, the sukkah would remain standing. And therefore, the Mishnah such a sukkah is not only inherently valid, but you could even go up and live in that sukkah on the first day of sukkahs to fulfill the mitzvah, and this would not violate the rabbinic decree against using a tree on Yom Tev, for here he's not using the tree. For again, if there would be no tree, would this sukkah still remain standing? Yes. Therefore, by living in the sukkah, he's not using the tree, so it's not an issue here. The Mishnah summarizes that klal. This is the rule. If you were to take away the tree, the sukkah would still remain standing. Then, and such a sukkah is kosher, and one could go up in it, use it, even on Yom Tev, and that again would not violate the rabbinic decree against using a tree on Yom Tev. The Gemara explains that with this clause, the Mishnah adds that we could even allow one to use on Yom Tev a sukkah and a tree, or even just the two walls start from the ground, and that is if those two walls are opposite each other. For In that case... If two walls are starting from the ground opposite each other, and then you know, the floor is attached to those two walls, even if the third wall is supported by the tree, you know, that also is a case where, true, it's only two walls, but since they're opposite each other, you have the floor connecting them, if you take away the tree, the sukkah would remain standing. Therefore, in that case as well, you could even go up in that sukkah on the first day of Yom Tov